going on, people? This is Lecrae. Hey, what's up, y'all? This is Kel Mitchell. Picky Wines, that would be me. <laughs> Yo, what's up, everybody? It's your boy, Brian Hooks. Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm Dr. Dorinda Clark Cole. Yo, what up, y'all? It's your boy, Kev, on stage. Yo, what's up? This is Doug E. Fresh. <laughs> what up, what up? It's DJ Emmy for that Breakfast Club. What's up, everybody? It's Mr. Tompox. Hello there. This is Kim Burrell. Yo, what's up, everybody? This is Cardi Cortez. Well, hello there. I am Ja'Kalen Carr. Good afternoon. It's Jess with a mess. Hey, everyone. This is Faith Jesse. My name is Kid from Kid and Play. Peace to the planet. Charlemagne the God here. What's up, y'all? Las Vegas. It's Said Entertainer. I want you to download and tune into the greatest gospel station in the Las Vegas area. It's the number one gospel station. Number one gospel station. Number one gospel radio. Check it out. I need you to do me a favor. I need you to go download Anointed Radio app. From either the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. For 24-7 gospel. Make sure to check out their website at anointedradionetwork.com. Music for the soul, music for your spirit, music to lift your heart. That soul food for your body, that energy for your spirit. Gospel in the morning, gospel for lunch, gospel at dinner, and then you go to sleep. You know what? Guess what? You dreaming about some gospel. Sometimes these are the songs that really uplift us and uh, get us through some of the tough times. Salute Pastor J. Calhoun and Anointed Radio. Know your boy wouldn't steer you around. Go listen right now. You feel me? Check them out without no doubt because gospel is what it's all about. Hey, everybody, this is Pastor Jay, and like always, I got something to say. And what I got to say today is this. We're going to start off with a prayer and a scripture. Today's Bible study scripture, everybody turn to 1 Peter 4 and 16. And it says, however, if you suffer as a Christian, do not be ashamed, but praise God that you bear that name. I want you to, to, to follow me with this. However, if you suffer as a Christian, do not be ashamed, but praise God that you bear that name. See, you are happy to bear the name when you get favor. You're happy to bear that name when you're getting blessings. But it comes with people talking about you, people hating on you people tearing down your character, people testing you. But God said, praise God that you are even going through that test because that is an honor. Because if the enemy is attacking you, he sees you as a threat. So everything that you're going through is for a reason. And everything that it, you went through and still going through had to be ordained by God first. So if he trusts you, to pass the test. If he trusts you that you have enough strength to get through this, then praise God for it because he believes in you. He believes in you more than you believe in yourself. Amen. Amen. Dear Father God, we just thank you for today, Lord. God, we just ask you to come into the room. Let something be said tonight, Lord, where somebody could be able to hear 
your word, hear the purpose in their life, be able to hear new revelations, Lord. God, let us be able to reach the unreachable, teach the unteachable, and even touch somebody with the hardest heart so they can say, what can I do to be saved? God, I ask you to enlarge the territory of anointed radio. Let us be able to expand to, to new heights, to new levels, to new airwaves, to new people, to new continents, to new cities, to new areas where people just tell about anointed radio, Lord. God, we just ask you to touch everybody in the sound of my voice that you commend hearts, that you can help people have a clear mind. Let them be able to understand fully what they are, who they are. And what their purpose is. God, I just ask you to be able to touch the person under the sound of my voice to be able to forgive. Because everybody has they down times. So God, just be able to help them in their heart to unroot some of that, that grudging, that un unroot some of that, that hatred, unroot some of that stuff and replace that void with love that you can only give and some joy so that they could be able joyfully Forgive the people that have done them wrong because the people that have done them wrong don't even know why they did it. But we have to be the example. So God, just let everybody on the sound of my voice be able to remember that, that you could just give that subtle reminder when they're going through that moment that you can say, this is the time to show love. This is the time to, to not hold a grudge. This is the time to be able to uplift. God, I just ask you right now, in the mighty name of Jesus, let, let your Shekinah glory fall down tonight, Lord, where we could be able to say something that could really change and, 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 and break yokes and, and break chains in people's life so that they can be for the betterment and not for the worse. And God, we say that all in Jesus' precious name. Amen. 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 This is Pastor Jerry. You know I always got something to say. What I got to say is that you can follow me at Anointed Jalon on all social media platforms. If you're not following me there, go ahead to Anointed Jalon. What you see on the screen, if you're listening to me, it's A-N-O-I-N-T-E-D-J-A-Y-L-O-N. Go ahead and follow me on all social media platforms. Follow all. You can follow on my music on all music streaming platforms. And speaking about music, you know, we, we did great with Spirit Flow Through Me. That was a market that I never marketed before, if that's a word. But I could tell you today, I came back home. This Friday, everybody say this Friday. All the Baptist people in the back, come on and say this Friday. I want you to go get, can I get a little grace? Can I get a little grace? It's coming out this Friday on all streaming platforms. It's great because I'm about to go and spread the, the the grace tour. I call it the grace tour. We're going to go across this country and try to remind everybody we could just give everybody a little bit of grace, a little bit of mercy. Can we can can you pray for me while I pray for you? That is something that I want you to check out. So this Friday, make sure you get your copy of Can I Get a Little Grace on all streaming platforms this Friday. Amen. And with that, y'all know the winter time is coming. It's the holidays. We're going to have Halloween, Chris, Christmas, Thanksgiving as a blur. But you know what happens that's common during those times? Sickness. I know people that's with a cold right now. My own child had the sniffles and I had to make a tea for him. But you know, I knew a tea that got like that because the Bible says suddenly, uh, Selah. I'm just, I'm just saying suddenly, she felt better because the tea I made had the right things in it. So if you don't know what the right things are, make sure you go check out my book, Creole Tea Remedies by 
Jalon Calhoun on Amazon. Get you your book. Write down what worked for you and what didn't work for you. And then you'll have a guide for your body and what can help for you. Amen. Amen. With that being said, we're going to go ahead and bring up our co-host. First co-host I got is Prophetess Tish. I got Marvette the Artist. And I got Simi So, So Deaf Real. Hey, man, every, uh, go ahead and tell everybody where you can uh, be found. And before that, everybody, if you're watching us from the, the ways of YouTube, follow our page, like it, subscribe, and make sure that you stay active in it. And if you're on the face of the book, go ahead and tag your, your friends and them. And go ahead and uh, share to your little groups that you got. You know, we got just a little bit of groups. It's like 150, but it's just a little. So just go share to all of them. Amen. And share unto your stories. Just share it. Amen. And watch a blessing be on your life. <laughs> Amen. Go ahead and tell me. <laughs> It's Prophetess Tish. You can find me on social media under Fervently Creations. You can find me on Instagram. You can find me um, on Facebook. You can also find me on TikTok, Fervently Creation. Um, you can also find me on Clubhouse. I don't know how much longer, but you can find me on Clubhouse on Fervently Creations. And um, also check my website out, www.fervelycreations.com. Hey, y'all, it's your girl, your favorite cousin on your data side, my victim artist. Listen, you can find me on Facebook and on Summit's MTA. You can find me on Instagram as Marvin the Artist. You can find me on Tick of the Talk as Marvin the Artist. Don't worry about find, trying to find me on nowhere else. Just look for me there. Oh, hold on, my bad. I didn't mean to put that in the camera. Mm -hmm. Love y'all. That looked like a that looked like you was gonna shank somebody, but I'm not gonna say anybody anything about it. It's your girl, Simi So Real. You can find me on Instagram, Facebook, in the club house. And if it's after nine, you won't find me at all because I'm in the bed. Thank you so much. I love you. As a chilling spirit. Amen. You know, after six o'clock, everything is shut down Ooh. and shut in. You know, I believe everybody should be able to go to bed at 645. The sun is still out. That's the same. Forty-five y'all's time. Yes, six forty-five over there. I'm 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 ready to go to bed on in on the east. I'm trying side. to tell you, people that's working hard in this lifetime, we want to go to bed at six forty-five because even if we don't go to sleep right away, our body tells us it's time. Well, it's time I, to I, shut I, things down. Shondo. Okay. And I'm mad at people having these birthday parties at nine o'clock. What's wrong with y'all? Why so, you want to have a, that's a when birthday the party? party? That's when the party. Mm -mm. It's, that's when I walk my in. My birthday look like toddler times now. It'd be like two, three o'clock. We gathering at the house. <laughs> We're gathering. <laughs> at two that sounds nice to me. I'm tired of y'all. Come on out to my birthday party. It's nine p.m. Nine to twelve. I didn't know you was waiting, expecting Cinderella to come to the party and leave. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you, this is it's getting out of hand. It people is too grown. Y'all birthday parties Simi. need to start at about five or six o'clock at Simi. a decent hour. Simi, do That's you know so why bad. people say nine o'clock? First of no. all, we live in Vegas. Second of all, people gotta take naps after 30. You don't go out 
Side. The priest come out or, at night. My bad. I, I always have to take a nap, but still, seven o'clock mean. I mean, I always take a nap, but it's just starting to be too much. Starting to be too much. I'm sorry. Oh. Mar Mar I'm so Mar sorry. Marvette, time out. <laughs> You're in time. You've been gone for three weeks and now you do come about freak. That's See, where you be. All the way up. Is that? I'm so where, sorry. Where you been, Penny? We've been rebuilding. Oh. Okay. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Um, let's go ahead and get all of um our welcomes out there. I see my uncle Kevin out there. I see Lady T in the house. Lady T. Everybody, make sure that you go and share, like, definitely talk with us tonight. And um, we're gonna go ahead and get all of our stuff out if um for sports and sports is in sports news. The Raiders won. That's right, the Raiders won. We hardly won. But we won. Alabama no proud sponsors, but let's go talk about some good, good, good sport antics, and that's the WNBA Aces, who are in the finals right now. They're they're leading. Um, I believe we're going to bring another championship home. So shout out to the Lady Aces. Shout out to the Golden Knights, our champion Stanley Cup winners, who are starting their season up again. Uh, our Las Vegas Lights, and soon to be the Las Vegas A's. Is going to bring so much traffic, but we're going to have sports though. Hey. This is too much around here. Can't nobody get to bed at 6 45 trying to get home. It's a whole hour and 15 minutes to get through the traffic. By the time I get home, it's already about 6 30. This is putting me way past my bedtime. This is out of control. It's just some, some, you know, the Lord out here just let anything happen in these streets with these people making these sports and, and, and doing stuff in the streets. I'm gonna have to go on a fast or something. The Lord just let these people do whatever they want down here. You just be I, grandma ranting. You know I that? just say, like, grandma. listen, grandma. <laughs> just a fussy. You just fussy today. I know you passed your bedtime. She out here fussing <laughs> at, at the flies being loud. Them flies be too much. She need to get some rest. Did you take your nap today? I did, and that's why I'm drinking coffee right now, trying to make this happen. I said, "Now nah. I look. I said, "Now nah, this don't make no sense. I didn't have the time to make take me a nap." That's probably what it is too. But we that's gonna move on because is. God, God is able. Ah, uh, and then with my family, God able to do all things. Semi going especially when she get off this. Be like, I'm gonna go lay down. I'm gonna go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That is nationwide. So don't say that though. Y'all don't sing it. It sounds so good to me right now. Woo! Come on. God have mercy. She took she took a medicine, y'all. Let, let, let's go ahead and move this along. Amen. So we're, we're gonna go ahead and bring the guest on today. And our guest is a powerful woman of God. She's in the financial world. She has done so many great things. I can't wait to hear her insight. And I can't wait because I know she got a word. Um, but she she's so intellectual when it comes down to finances. She teaches finances. She does so much in the kingdom already. And I want y'all to just be able to, man, hear her story, hear what she does, because it's it's dope. 
and she's dope. And she'll at the end of the day, she'll be your auntie at the barbecue talking about before I let go. Da, da, da. Hey. Da, 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 da. He needed an award. He never got a Grammy, a rock and roll, call mm-hmm. the claim or nothing. And that's just so embedded. Mm. Hey, we're gonna go ahead and bring up our guests. Everybody, welcome yes. Prophet Marina Summers, everybody. Hello. Welcome, How you doing? Doing? How's everyone doing? Uh oh, we all to the show. Hey, come hey. on, come welcome welcome on the show. Welcome to welcome the show. Welcome to the show. Hey, welcome, welcome on the show. Oh my welcome, God! Welcome, welcome. Let's go. Oh. Hey, uh, 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 uh. I just want everybody to know, Prophet Marina has the excellent Anita Baker hairdo. Come on, she's looking cute. Come on, she's looking cute. You better understand she's looking cute. Okay. I, I, I love that he said Anita Baker, though. Yeah. He went, he went back a little bit too far. He did with, go back a little me. bit too far. That wasn't what I was yeah. going for. Oh. <laughs> oh. I thought that was everybody's auntie's hair. No, I, I was going for the millennial thing. It's a lot more sassier than Anita Baker's 80 look. We but we just let that slide because he didn't right. know. We gonna get yeah. it was supposed to be a compliment. <laughs> you, you gotta excuse, you gotta excuse the gospel should night sometimes. It's okay. It's okay. No, no it she, is okay um, with me. Should night. I'm gonna put she that as my the hashtag. The gospel should night. That's the gospel hilarious. Should the night. gospel should night. He's a little lighter than should though. He okay, may, maybe, maybe like he got like a Suge Knight, Sinbad, and uh, there, there you go. He's a Sinbad, but a gospel. Like, yeah. Come on, somebody. So like, moving oh. on, Jesus. <laughs> moving, <laughs> everybody, and I just want to shout out my my people, Doctor Tony Whitley Jr. is in the building. Everybody, so Dr. moving. T, I want I want everybody to know um, that. Where can we find Prophetess Marina Summers? Where can we find you? What's your social media? What's your website? What's all those good things? In prayer. Well, I'm on Facebook, and you can find me, my full name, Marina Summers. I'm on Instagram, Marina Summers. And I'm on LinkedIn, uh, Marina Summers. So everything is all on Marina Summers. Uh, my um, website is might be a little bit different, uh, but that's going to be www. Financy, and I'll spell that out F I N A N A N C E S dot com. So Amen. you can find the website there. You can gotta click through it and you'll find everything that we do. It's all, you know, it all collates together. So um you got a coordinate. Yeah. You said what? You got a coordinate. Yeah. <laughs> so it all work runs together. You'll be able to find everything. But uh otherwise, uh, yeah, that's where you'll find me. Okay. She so, has just the cutest name, Marina Summers. Right. I was Where like trying to figure out how I can sing her name in my head. It's so it sounds, what is your name? I, I, really Marina I think her, her name is um is meant as one of those things to make you sound sweet, but I believe when she go into prayer, it'd be something serious. Like like she her name makes her seem underestimated because I believe she can come on. She can you know, it probably do you right. She probably go in. We think if she pray like this, dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for one more day to be a love of the land of living. She'd be like, Lord. <laughs> 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 
In the name of Jesus. You see what's going on in the land. Good God. People be like, where that came from? She still looks like she was going to be sweet. I like a little Sunday. Hey, I'm done. I think she about said it right there. Good so night. real had it right on point. She deserved that one. <laughs> yes. See me so real. She you deserved that one. Grammy on tonight. Yeah, we going in. We going in. We going in. I'm going to buy his jugular. Simi is going to act crazier because she's sleeping. Sponsored by Easy Mattress. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> what is going on tonight? What? What is going on? Simi, you go to bed pretty early, right? Oh, hold yes. on, hold on, hold on. Okay. Hey, man, we got a question. And first of all, before we go to that question, take that down, please. We got we got to give her her introduction. Then we're gonna go into that oh. question. I got you, Doctor Tony. See, all <laughs> got see, where's Mercy at? Anyway, we're gonna go ahead and move it on. Before we do questions, because everybody got questions. We got finance questions. We got all these great things for you. I want to know the basics. You know, re reintroducing you to some and introducing you to others. Where is your hometown, and where do you reside now? My hometown is Des Moines, Iowa. Okay. I was born and bred it in Des Moines. Wow. You wouldn't, that's where the tall corn grows. <laughs> However, uh, that's where I was born and bred it. Um, I then um, moved uh, to uh, uh, Minnesota, Minneapolis, Minnesota. Been there, was there for 15 years. Um, that's where I gave my life to the Lord. That's where I met Jesus. Mm. When you met ah, Sean, and when, I, and when mm. I met it, you know, when I laid it all down, and then um, mm. I, I I was the type of person. See, I was really in the streets, so the streets was my thing. You know, when you're a business person, when you're in business, you, you had to come from somewhere. Entrepreneurship mm. just doesn't come up on you; it's in mm. you. So, mm. um, but it it is it, directed in a dark place. So, my entrepreneurship was in a dark place. I was one of the biggest um, um, cannabis dealers. Uh, and moreover, there was. Uh, and so I did that for many years. Um, and uh, I guess my thing was, if you didn't do it, then we didn't have a relationship. Mm. Uh, that's the kind of people I dealt with. Uh, then I started opening up businesses. I started thinking smart because that wears out. And if somebody come in and you get busted, they're taking everything you own. So I started thinking business. I want to open up businesses, opened up laundry mats and opened up cleaners, uh, did all those type of things. I started funneling my money into a, a place where it was called safe. But then when I met Jesus, uh, at that point, I needed to take a turn. And God was asking me to lay, including the money. Mm. That was tough for me. That was tough for me because that was hard. That was a big step. I can lay down the booze. I can lay down the, the, the marijuana. I can lay down the cigarettes. I can lay down the man. Mm. But I couldn't lay down the money. That was mm. hard. 
because I was used to living a certain lifestyle. But when Jesus gets a hold of you and you get oh, filled yeah. with the Holy Ghost, hmm. you then determine it's time to lay it down. And mm. so I went cold turkey on everything. I laid all the drinking, the men, the money. I let it all go. Mm. Uh, I had the houses. I had the cars. I let them all go. Mm. I wanted Jesus. I knew that my oh, life yeah. was in a bad situation. Um, what really made me turn is I was on my way to a meeting, a business meeting. And I uh, was in my truck. And it was a cold day. But there was nobody on the highway but me. My, my my truck did a 360 in the middle of the highway and I was getting ready to go over a medium and fall about three to four stories down. Mm. My truck was leaning and I heard the Lord say, if you serve me today, you live. But if you don't, you'll die. Mm. So I was living a pretty rough life. I immediately said, I'll serve you. I will serve you, but listen, I got to negotiate while we're leaning over here. I cannot be religious. I got to wear my makeup, and I got to wear pants. And I bet you the Lord was saying, are we really having this conversation while you're leaning over a medium? But it was serious for me because I was making a commitment. Either you're going to save me or I'm going to die. However, everything was in place for my children. I was a smart woman. I knew the life I lived could end up in many different ways. So I always laid things out for my boys. And my mother had all that access. So however, death wasn't the problem for me. It was what comes next. Where am I going next? Why? What's the benefit out of this? And God said to me, I will deliver you out of all of it. And that was enough for me. The car bounced back up. I got out of the car with not a scratch. Wow. But the car was wow. totaled. I mm. then served him. Everything, boyfriends got dumped. Everybody got got. Everybody got get. And everybody had to leave the building. Including the family if they wasn't right. Mm. Y'all gotta go. As a matter of fact, take your stuff, booze with you. All your stuff with you and get out. Matter of fact, take mine with you. Because I don't even want it no more. Because I can't do this. It was cold turkey. I then got filled with the Holy Ghost a week later. Because I needed it. There was no way I was going to serve God. And stay with him. I needed to be embedded in this thing. It was commitment for me or nothing. Once I got filled with the Holy Ghost. I was out preaching the gospel. Wow. I might have been wearing my Daisy Dukes. But I was out preaching the gospel. I wasn't delivered. I was just preaching the gospel. A woman of God came along and showed me the ropes, showed me how to evangelize, how to dress, you know, how to do the things I needed to do to serve the Lord. As I got, you know, as I got to going on my journey with the, with the Lord, not only that, I got delivered. Mm. It was time to get delivered. I wasn't married. I didn't have anybody in mind. You know, wasn't nobody there. All my jewelry. I mean, everything I had, I gave it away. I really turned away from that lifestyle. And I didn't want anything. God didn't want anything to remind me or to hinder me or to provoke me to go back. So I had to give it all up. And I did. And it was the best decision of my life. Um, To this day, I've been saved since 1994. I mean, saved. Like, 
saved, flipped over backwards, ain't going back since 1994 uh, and committed to him. I'm not saying I've been perfect. Nobody is without sin. Not one of us. So, and that's Bible. Not one. We all fall short of the glory of God. And so I'm not saying that I haven't had my trials and my tribulations, and I still do. But my goal is the mark of the prize, the high calling. That's the goal. And so um, as I went on, God began to show me the gift that I had, which was entrepreneurship, but it was money. It was always, I was very good with money. I could take $100, it would last me a whole month. Mm. Because mm. I just knew how to do money. And then I knew how to flip money. Tell me your ways. What? So it was money for me. So, so I, I want to go back to a question because this is a good question and it's kind of icebreaker question. Uh, Dr. Tony Whitley Jr. set this question here that prophets put up. You guys got a preview of it, but we're going to go back to it. Question. What is the role of the prophet or prophetess in today's time in ministry? <laughs> we got two prophets on, on the line, but we're going to we'll start with our guest first and then we'll have prophetess Tish at her conjunction onto it as well. Uh, I don't, I don't see them any different. Um, the prophetess in, 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 in biblical terms, it, it basically, it, it, it would arise from the Deborah. Uh, and that is basically a woman. Prophetess is, 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 is the sub of a woman. She's a woman, a prophetess as a woman. When prophet can actually be used both ways. You can say prophetish, or you can say prophet, but and prophet is kind of that common um, middle ground name when you're using the word prophet, but it can go man or woman. And in the modern daytime, it hasn't changed any more than it has changed in the, in the old daytime, if that's what you want to use it for. But literally, prophetess is for the woman when prophet can be both, it's unisex. It can be actually for a man or for a woman. But prophetess is, is, is just giving that, 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 hey, I am a woman prophetess because that tis is the prefix of woman. When prophet is unisex for man or woman. Because I call people, hey, prophetess or, you know, uh, prophet joy. It just means that they're walking in the prophetic. And a lot of people, you got to understand, too, with prophets, prophets can be called in the gift of the prophet, but they don't have to be called and in, into in the ministry of the prophet. There is a difference. Yep. So there's two types of uh, different callings when you're talking about a prophet as well. So you're also addressing them in that way. Prophet could be, I have the gift of the prophet, but with prophetess, I'm called to be a prophet. So that, that, that too can have some difference. You go ahead, prophetess. Once I, I hear, I, I love this question because I, I kind of look and like AX 21 and, and nine, it tells you about Philip's daughters and he, and some translations actually read it as the, uh, as for prophets. But as he said, he was saying, what is the role of the prophets today? And to me, the role is still the same. We're still called to warn is uh, even though a lot of a lot of people do not want to hear the warning, uh, especially as as we talk about um, that another pandemic, another shutdown will soon be coming eventually. So, might as well go ahead and prepare yourself. It's going to come. Um, but 
we are still called to warn. We are still called to to exhort. We are still called uh, for correction. Um, we we still have the foresight. It, to me, it's no difference. We are we are still um, laying hands. We are we are still <laughs> still prophets. Honestly, some of the stuff everybody has, but it's to me. Once I see these questions, it's kind of like okay, but what's the roles of the apostles today? What's the roles of the pastors today? The fivefold ministry is still in effect. And if you are in an atmosphere or you're in a church environment that does not represent or believe in the fivefold, then you have to actually start looking into, into that. But the, the fivefold is still still very much in effect, which includes the apostle, the, um, the prophets, <laughs> the teachers, the pastors. Um, and so uh, like that's it, it hasn't changed. The role today is no different than what it was back then. We are still telling about things that are, are yet to come. We are still getting called false prophets and going through that same the same struggles and stuff because they don't see the prof prophetic word within five seconds, five minutes, five days, five weeks, five months, five years or so. And it's still things that God is saying, saying no, I'm still speaking to, to my people. I'm uh, God never stopped speaking. He never stopped speaking and he's he did not stop speaking to certain ones and at a certain level. And so with the prophets, he speaks to us at a certain level. Why? Because he can trust us with his secrets. He can trust us to go and reveal stuff. He could trust us with the bonus. A lot of the a lot of prophets have had had uh, a, a I would call a colorful past mm -hmm. or so that equipped us for this. It equipped us for the anointing. Why? Because he knows that. Um, in the in that once it comes to it that we're going to get rejected so a lot of us have already went through the rejection as, as children um we're going to get ridiculed it, it's going to be so much stuff that happens to us or whatever but it was the same things that happened to the other prophets as well just like how how um, prophet marina's called into the fight hey he called her in that arena but that's the same way he called joseph as well and so um we still move we still move in the, in, the, in the same way as the old prophets so I'm going to put it out there. There's two things. I, and I love being in the middle ground of it. So first thing is, is I guess you could say nothing's changed because people don't listen to the prophet now either. Right. They didn't listen to the prophet back then and they didn't, they don't listen to the prophet now. A lot of things that I, I want to talk about that false prophet thing, because there's a lot of false things, but, but it's, I think it, that's became a common terminology now where yeah oh you prophet line or you're a false prophet mm -hmm. but when it comes down to it there's some false pastors out there <laughs> and there's some false evangelists out there because it's all about going after god's heart and most people say that in the wrong text they'll say you're a false prophet in a terms of oh this pastor wasn't living his life, but he never prophesized over you. So you can't say he's a false prophet because he never prophesies. He might be uh, in, in the wrong light or the wrong teaching or coming out the wrong text, which no one challenges in his time and age. But I think that when it comes down to it, I, the prophet seat has not changed because there's still the same challenges. And that's being able to get God's word to the people and them actually taking heed that is coming from God. And, but with the social media world that we have, there's so many voices that people don't know what voice to listen to. And most, most of the time, and this is just me for myself speaking for self as the, the, the gift of prophet, 
God knows he could trust that person because they have a bold spirit to actually say it no matter what. And when those happen, God can trust you to go and say that word. God can trust you to go and say, despite of relationship, despite of what you lose. Because can I tell you something? All these, 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 these seats, these roles in the fivefold as prophet, apostle, uh, pastor, evangelist, all those is a very lonely <laughs> path because a lot of people are not going to want to hear what you're saying. A lot of people are not going to even give that support. So it's not something that's glorious, which a lot of people have made. You have to realize this. When you're doing God's business, this really doesn't have to be. It's really not about you. Honestly, most times God ever spoke a word to me, I had nothing to do with me. And if it had something to me, I'm probably lying. I'm just, but you see the, the point? You see what I'm saying? That should show you how to tell if this has something to do with me. Because I didn't have somebody prophesy to me. He said, God told me you're going to join my church. And I said, God didn't confirm that with me, so you're lying. And he didn't because I saw it in, in what happened and what happened next. So open that up. I, I want to I hear Simi because Simi got that, that face. Word. I wanted to jump in while you were saying something about that. When we talked about the old and the new, because I love what Tish said just quickly, Pastor Jay. The one thing about the role of the prophet today is different than the prophet of the old. Today we have the Holy Ghost. So the prophet receives, can receive directly from God. So there, in the old, there wasn't the Holy Ghost. Today we actually have the Holy Ghost. So we can receive directly from God. And so when she said that, I wanted to say that because uh, literally um, that is a shift uh, in the dynamics of today, modern day, than there was in the Old Testament. You know, it opposed, I guess you could say the old day, the Old Testament to the New Testament to the new day. Uh, again, we still do the same, but now we have the Holy Spirit that we can receive directly from him, directly. Uh, you know, I was praying tonight at a prayer, uh, uh, together with a prayer group. And I heard God say something that was the dynamics of, of it, it, it meant something. You know, he basically said to thwart the plan of the devil, uh, stop him, stop his plans now, D divert them. And I went and told someone else and they didn't receive it at all and i and i and it was a leader and i told him but the thing about it was um i needed to let them know because it was protocol of course but at the same time it's amazing to me when you get into you know the prayer and 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 your and your call prophetically literally a prophet it was is without honor in his own house mm -hmm. literally and then that's the thing you know when you talked about not being received as well uh, is without honor in their own house uh, because this is all over. And as you said earlier, Pastor Jay, they, they don't listen to you. We're not being listened to. But God is raising up the prophetic and the apostolic. He's raising them up. And I, I, I send I send this to hear everyone that has an ear to hear. We need to listen yeah. because we are in the end time. We are at the end time. We're not getting there. We're there. And we need to listen. We need to hear what God is saying. And we need to take heed to it. 
every step because when the enemy sees that our ears are closed, he will come in like a flood. And keep in mind when you're listening, then you can raise up a standard against him. So I wanted to bring that out. I just wanted to say that. Amen. Simi? And that's what I was going to say when um, Prophet Tisha was talking too about how even um, Jesus said a prophet is not accepted in his own home, in his own country, or among his own kin. So uh, we know that a prophet is not accepted. And I think in this end time, something that the Lord has been saying um, prophetically is that we have to begin to disciple on a different level. This is the time to make sure we are spreading the gospel and giving the warnings. And that is something that he has been saying in prayer very, very strongly. Then there's this warning for the prophets that the Lord has been given. And it's ask me first. Before you move, ask me first. Um, so God is requiring the prophets in this time to ask him first. And it's not, and, and I think the reason why he's saying that is because he wants to give instruction on how they are to move because he knows that the enemy, we are actually worse and worse. We are the, the world is waxing worse and worse. That's where we are right now. So prophets are very bold and they are very um passionate, but everybody not on that level. So one, you gotta ask God first. You got to ask him about what you need to do in your life. And you need to ask him even how to move on discipling, bringing other people in Christ. Where how you want me to do this? I don't even know this group like that. I don't even know how you would have me to do this. I'm already um, weary in my own walk. But give me the strength. And God is asking that. And then he's saying to the, um, he's saying to have discipline. He's requiring another level of discipline. So those are some things. So in this um, end time, the prophet's role is to disciple, is to actually give the warning and then to spread the gospel. And it's very close to evangelism, but the difference between the evangelist is known to have a charismatic nature. They give the word, they preach the word in a way, in a way that is almost preaching it in pictures. That evangelists are able to do that. However, and they give the word, they're mouthpieces. But prophets, not only are they mouthpieces, they hear. They hear and they speak. And not only do they hear and speak, they see. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that in this end time, there is some very clear direction on asking God first. That's what a prophet asks God first. Secondly, be disciplined. And this is a hard thing to do. You're like, I already gave up this and I already gave up this be disciplined mm -hmm. and then thirdly go make disciples and give warnings and that's what's happening right now in the end time that's that's the word for the end time and i know everybody got a prophetic you already you know it he already tell you are you spreading my word enough they he having people that have a prophetic gift he's telling them review your day what could you have done differently I mean, it's, it's serious because that's where we are. We out here. And, and let me tell you something, and I'm not trying to go too deep. And I know some of you have felt this in your spirit about the artificial intelligence. 
But God is saying it will not be stopped and it will not be delayed because it's a part of what's coming. And just like when Jesus was put on the cross, you know, he's going to flip the script. <laughs> yeah. But that's why we have to disciple and that's why we have to give warnings. And that's why we have to ask him how we move first. And that's all a part of the end time. And everybody that operate in the prophetic, they already know they've heard that at some point, even in the last month, they've heard that at some point. I got, I got a question. Let, oh. prevent, let Marvette go real quick. Oh, I'm not going to hold y'all, but I, um, you said something, um, Jay, when you was like, the seat hasn't changed. And I agree, like the seat hasn't changed, but the people have. The mm -hmm. people have took what the gift that God has given them, and some of them have tainted. And I'm, I'm, I'm gonna just be me, y'all. And I'm sorry, I, I gotta. They some of them have tainted. And so when we go to talking about when we go to saying about how we need to be the disciple in order to truly disciple in this time, we gotta be more relatable. We gotta understand that this walk, this walk is really is all about relationships. No one is listening because we're not being relatable. We too busy trying to be so deep so they're not they're they're shutting their ears off so they don't want to hear a warning from you because or nothing because we're not being relatable no more. And so that's not that's the position, the place that we need to be in. And we're gonna disciple the way God says disciple. If we're gonna give the word, if we're gonna give a prophetic word the way God gives it to us, we gotta make sure that we are being relatable at the same time. Do we gotta stoop down and be uh, no, but we got to be relatable. Bookers don't want to hear from you when you're in the three-piece suit and you're giving them 10, ten <sighs> scriptures and they don't understand nothing you're saying. You don't get <clears throat> 10 scriptures and they like, what? You don't say or you 20 for words and, and they ask for prayer. <laughs> that, that, that's something right. too. You I, I heard that. Mythology and they like, what? Be relatable first. And I guarantee you when you be relatable, then you can be, you can disciple and you can give the warning. But when you give the warning, it, it sounds welcoming. You're pulling them in. You don't welcome them in and give them what God said. They're that better to receive it. People right. are going to receive what you give when you're relatable. So we got to so build these relationships. But you, you know what? That's the, relationships. that's the real discipling. But this is the thing. That's why people that are doing ministry on certain levels, that's why they are reaching the masses. But you got to yes. remember, God is loving. So he says, with thy love and kindness, have I drawn thee. If you if you, if you, you out there and you being deep, it, let me tell you something. One thing that I know is it take all kinds. It's going to be some people deep. You know why? Because they're going over to Harvard and God said, I want you to go in that classroom amongst your colleagues. And I want you to give them the scientific equation on why God exists, how he exists, and how he created all things. So it's some people is called on that level. Mm. But for the masses, yes, you have to be relate, you know, relatable. But God have called us to be all things to all people. Oh, all people. So right. the souls of some may be saved. So He already got that part covered. The only part, the only problem, the only reason it will be a problem is you have decided to be bipolar in that which God had called you to do. Because right. everything that He created you to do, your character and your gifts will line up. Cause he said, I knew you before you went in your mother's room. He already knows. So he's lined us up to go out and disciple. But it's when we try to look at, I'm going to look at the Juanita Bynum over here. I'm going to look at uh, Sarah Jakes. I'm going to try to be like her. That's when you can't disciple. Know your yep. lane. Know your Man. lane. We all got a corner we call Man. to. Know the corner and you call to. 
We I, might have a corner because that we got to do. So, so all that, we got to do is be ourselves. Yeah. But with loving kindness, it's that meekness. It's that humility. It's we're going to draw. So, so, so there's some unorthodox. There's some unorthodox steps we're going to have to take. That's that, that, that we're, we're going to have to be unorthodox in our way of ministering and going after the masses. We can't, right. we can't stay in the orthodox religiousosity, but we have to be get unorthodox. And a lot of people shun that. They mm-hmm. shun that. They really they talk about it. They badger it. They they backlash it. I mean, it's serious, especially as a prophet, as a minister, as a five-fold ministry. But unorthodox is what's meeting the people. Yep. As long as we're standing in the word of God and we're being all things to all people to save the sons of God. At the same time, we've got to come to the place where in our integrity is meeting heaven in the heart of God. Then we shouldn't have any issues. But there are some that are not ready to accept that. And so we're we're, we're, we're going to have to come out of the box. And those are the some that might miss out on a few things. But we're well, unorthodox. We really have to, I mean, Pastor Jay, we do. It's not we're not doing that. So, and that goes into a point where I, I, I just wanted to say, because Marvette hit something on the head, and I, and I, and, and, and I'm gonna mix it with what Simi said. Um, AI. Let's talk about that, because you, that, yeah. you know, I'm, I, that's AI. my profession. That's my profession, and um, there's people that have been acting like AI before AI came out. Um, <laughs> I, uh, you call me, you preach at me, you pray for me un- unwantedly, but you never ask me, are you okay? Wow. You tell me what I'm not supposed to do. You tell me what I should be doing, but you never said, why are you doing those things? Are oh. ca- How can I help you? You will never disciple to nobody talking at them. Nope. Because at the end of the day, Somebody, it, I give you a perfect example. I learned this in the Bible when I was an atheist. It it it, 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 it told me up, y'all. It told me up. It's because I heard all my life in every black household. I think every parent has pimped this scripture: "Honor thy mother and uh-huh. thy father, so for your days will be long." That's what the it's Bible true. says, right? Yeah. Okay, that next scripture because we love to cut the next part off. But do not lead your child to anger. Why? Because they will reproof all of your teachings that you're trying to get to them. That's the same with discipling. You sitting here talking about how this person ain't this and how this person ain't that. Bro, I don't want to hear you. You didn't even ask me once, bro, are you okay? My character's been different this whole time. And you ain't said, bro, there's something wrong. You good? A you good can save a life. A you can, are, can how can I help you? Do you need a vent? Can save a life. All this religious stuff. I and I and I'm telling you, I I can do it. But when it comes down to it, in these end times, for real, people need to know that they got somebody just can say, "You good? You okay?" Nah, don't Man, let, let's not talk about that. Let, we don't need to talk about that. You good? You okay? Like yeah. that is power right there because that shows that you have concern. That shows you have love. A lot of people don't want to hear that people can read. People have forgot that when we be talking to people about the Bible, they ain't read it. 
I know it because my uncle is a genius and he has read the Quran, the Bible and everything. He will quote you out scripture and he's not even a Christian. But the main thing he wants to know is how is your character? That was the only time I was able to talk to my Muslim uncle about Christ is just to be able to show. Let's have a genuine conversation. And you know what? God helped me in this situation. And I know you believe in Allah and in, in the Quran, but may, maybe this can work. Can we pray together? You do your prayer. I do my prayer. Showing some type of love because we talk at people like they, they, they like they got to do something. I ain't got. Hey, my grandmama said it easily. All I got to do is stay black and die. So at the end of the day, we have to remember about the main key point of relationship and seeing there's a time and there's a place. If we're in the pulpit, yes, place I understand. But, but when you when you're talking to people and you want them to really see Jesus, they might want to see Jesus by your actions. Because I can tell you right now, and I was on the other side of the of of that. When I went to church, I would hear them say the quotes. I would hear them say Shandalaboshe. I would hear them say all that and come into the parking lot and say, Ooh, girl, you didn't serve. Ooh, girl. Mm, you see that nigga over there? You see what I'm saying? You see what I'm saying? People watch you. Yep. You have to understand that your ministry is not about the lip service. It's all about your actions and your heart. If To show love without having any type of get back. I don't want nothing out of you. I just want to make sure you good. Right. right that will yes. show, Come on. That's love kindness will draw thee right there. Because you didn't want that's nothing. It. We come from the world. If, if I'm a, a person that don't believe in Christ, I didn't already seen how my grandmama generation did it. I didn't seen how my mama generation did it. And you saying the same thing my grandmama, my mama, my aunties have said. I just want to know how you act with me as a person, as an individual, because that might influence me more to know about the God that you know than Come you on. telling me about the God you have. But I just but I digress on that. So let's talk about some finances. Man, Dr. Willie. Really hey, like, I got a question. I'm sorry. <laughs> I got a well, I mean, it's the, it's still the same thing, how the finances, but uh, to, to profit, uh, Prophetess Marina, explain how the fivefold, not just the prophetic, but it's definitely needed in the marketplace now with marketplace ministry. That's a good question. Um, you know, the first thing I want to say about the marketplace is it's a dark place. It's a dark place. It's not a, it's not a, there's not a light in it. There's not, I, I, I'm not going to sugarcoat anything. Um, the marketplace does not have a light in it. I want to make that clear. And I think that, um, I think that that's kind of scares people uh, to go in the marketplace. It took me years to accept my calling. Uh, to the marketplace, because again, that is a scary place. It, it's not the place where you want to go um, because there's a lot of, there's a lot of temptation. And I, I think that uh, when you don't allow, when you really don't allow uh, God to be, you know, you to be the branch and he to be the vine, as the Bible says, you know, you're, 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 you're connected. It, it's going to take relationship for the fivefold to come into the marketplace. So, you know, that that's one of the biggest things 
about the marketplace. And I think that scares people because it, it causes you to look back on your relationship with God. Um, when I was called, I had to do a three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten check on my own relationship with God. Um, and I ran from it. I ran from the marketplace. It, lo and behold, I was in it and didn't even know it. But I ran, you know, I'm thinking I'm running. Until finally God said to me, are you going to accept it or not? You're going to have to take the mantle as a marketplace prophet. This is a mantle. Hmm. This is not just your call. It's a mantle. And you need to take it. And I knew the cost. And I think that's one of the reasons why a lot of prophets teach a fivefold ministry don't go towards the marketplace. There is a cost. You have to count. The Bible says you have to count the cost. There's a cost. You have to count it. If you don't count the cost, then what ends up happening is um, you end up getting yourself in, in quite, quite a bind. And I want to say that because there's dark places. The Bible says he'll show you treasures in the secret dark places in Isaiah. They're in the secret dark places. So that means you're not going to just go to the light to get these treasures. You've got to go to the dark places to get those. And that's what I believe hindering the fivefold ministry is there's a cost and there's dark places you have to go to. And I really believe and I have to say this because I've experienced it myself until I finally just said, God, I'm going to take this mantle. Hey, uh, uh, I, I really believe that stops us because you have to really count the cost. But don't begin until you count the cost. Is what the Bible says in Luke 14, 28. Don't begin it begin until you count the cost. For who will begin construction of building without first calculating the cost to see if there's enough money to finish it? Otherwise, you might complete only the foundation before running out of money. And then everyone would laugh at you. Mm. They, they will say there's a person who started that building and couldn't afford to finish it. <laughs> mm -hmm. That says it all for me. you got to mm. count the cost. And uh, in counting that cost, you have to count where your relationship is. Where's your relationship with God, with Jesus? Where are you with him? Will you be a light in a dark place? Will you actually be that light in a dark place? Or will you actually, uh, uh, will I say, co-inhabit <laughs> with the dark place instead of being the light to bring uh, light to a dark to darkness? Darkness cannot be where light is. So when I walk in the room, you can't flow. You, you can't be here. I'm going to need you to leave the building because I'm light. And see, you have to recognize who you are. You have to know who you are first. Before you can walk in that. And fivefold ministry struggles with that because a lot of us are in positions we should not be in. We are apostolic and we apostles and weren't even called. We ain't even done with the ministry. We just are the altar person. We didn't call ourselves apostles. We pastors and we really evangelists. You know, Kenneth Hagin said something about that years ago. He was called to different places until he finally got to where he was really called to, and that was a teacher. But he he flowed in the prophetic, even though he did, but he wasn't called a prophet. He flowed in the bastard even though he did what he was really called to be a teacher. He talks about, he has a whole, whole book out about this and many of his books. But I remember hearing him say that many years ago when I first got saved, you got to know the call and you got to count it up. You got to count the cause because you're going to go in dark places. The treasures are in dark secret places. They're in the dark places in secret places. I'm going to show you those treasures. You're not going to go into the back door and get into the church, and I, that's where the treasures are. No, they're in the banks. They're in the corporate world. 
uh, you know, they're in, uh, they're in the, they're in the, 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 the dark banks. They're in the underground places. They're not, they're in the, they're in the credit unions. They're in the federal reserve. They're in the government. Those aren't, there's, there's, there's not light in many of those places. But when I walk in, I'm sure of who I am. I know who God called me to be. I know what anointing I walk in and I'm going to need you to lead the building because light just walked in and you can't be here with me. I'm going to escort you out because I'm taking over now. See, we got to do a takeover right. and we have to understand who we are to do that. So we need as, as a five-fold ministry to answer that question and to finish this off. We need to know who we are. I, I, I beseech you, my brothers and sisters in the five-fold ministry to raise up, rise up and set in your position. And know who you are in God. Be assured that you've been called to the fivefold first. Count the cost. For you start calling yourself apostles, pastors, teachers, evangelists, prophets. Count the cost. Because there is a cost in it. Mm -hmm. Many years ago, when I stepped into the prophetic anointing, in 2011, my son was shot and murdered. Shot and 25 years old. That was a cost. That was a cost when I said I will be the prophet you called me to be. I had stepped in the prophetic, fully stepped into it, not halfway, not hanging out, not straggling the fence. I was in. And right after that, I lost my son. He was shot and murdered in the back of his head. And I can easily say that now because I'm a healed woman. I believe in Jesus. Jesus is a healer. And I watch myself have to go through that. Then my mother passed away uh, and her heart stopped eight months later. There's a cost. There is a cost. Nothing is free here. The gospel is free. But you to walk into the marketplace of these dark places, you have to be able to say, hey, I don't, I don't got thick skin. I know Jesus. I know him for myself. I know who he is. So we just can't be the fivefold ministry and we're pastors and we haven't pastored not even one person. We can't be the app apostle and we haven't raised up not no church. We got nobody leading. We got nobody following us. Come on, we really have to be called to these places, Prophetess Tish. Uh, we can't never get in those positions. We can't get into the marketplace. Know who you are and count the cost because there will be one. And I beseech you to arise and step into your position because I truly believe this fivefold ministry in the modern day is called to the marketplace more than you'd like to realize. So I digress there. So I have a follow-up question. I, I got three things. Three things. I want you to list three things financially that you see is a common thing that people either mess up in or don't have for themselves. <laughs> three things uh, that people mess up in or don't have for themselves. Uh, well, you know, I think the one thing we as a culture will do is um, we over um, expand ourselves. I'll make that real simple. Uh I'll give examples. We're making $100,000 a year. Let's say you're making that kind of money um, in your business. You're bringing that home. That's not your, uh, that, that's after your cost. That's after all you put out and you're, you're bringing that home. That's your net. You're bringing that to the home. And then we go out and we, as a culture, we, we want to have the lavish life. We want to live a life of lavishing because we feel like $100,000 is going to get us there. So then we overexert and we overexpand our income. We overexpand mm. our, and we leverage what we don't have. Mm. And so when we leverage what we don't have, we broke. 
So really, we, you don't have it, but you're, you're, you're saying you do. And on paper, it looks that way. But in the end, assets don't line up with money. Mm. So here you are saying I have $100,000, but my liabilities, my assets, my equity are not lining up and they're not balancing. Because we as a culture want to live a lavish life that we can't afford. And then we want to we want to not just live that lavish life and overexpand, but then we don't want to give God what He has, what He has coming. We don't want to give Him is is ten percent. We want to make excuses because we've overexpanded, we overextended ourselves. Where that hundred thousand dollars came in, we're bringing it home as our net, but yet God's not getting His cut. And I'm gonna say Ooh. that. And then we want to wonder why. We're not going where we need to go or we're not we're not we're not prospering we're not increasing because we left one person out and that was bring all your tithes and your offering to the storehouse so there's two things we overextend we leverage what we don't have and we leave out the one most important one and that's god himself the kingdom and that cuts uh, us she just right. preached that thing now what you expect i know when she just preached that i was expecting her to say Life insurance or something. She said she preached that hope. Yeah, I, and in my head, I was saying nationwide. I was over here taking notes. Like we're not sponsored by them. Amen. Praise God. Amen. So I, I want to ask for this because you know one thing I've seen common, and I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna help somebody, especially because there's some ministries that's watching. Um, as a church, a lot of times churches they they have financial issues. Let's put it like that simply. What is some things that a church could do as a whole that is, I guess you could say, not putting just all their eggs on one basket of just just waiting on offering and giving what can another a church can do to be able to help their ministry grow and get more financial standing i think are you talking to me yes okay i think the one thing uh that needs to happen is the bible says have seven even eight streams of income here she go here go to property okay so i think that's one of the things that the church lacks in uh is we need to have seven to eight streams of income so uh, the one thing that you know the church will do uh that i've noticed in 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 my expertise is i've watched them they'll open a daycare and they think that's gonna do it that's gonna do it what we cannot do uh in the church and i tell people this we can't pimp the people we can't get the people don't want to give we can't make them give we can't we can't coerce them to give uh there are some that will be faithful do you know statistics say 20 percent of the body of christ of the church uh is 20 percent of them will pay their tithes and offering what happened to the other 80. this is statistics literally so the bible says in ecclesiastes 11 and 2 it says invest in seven ventures yes even eight you do not know what disaster may come up on the land so you can't just have one or two, I got my tithes and my offerings and I got my daycare. The church has to adventure out in business. They have to be able to open up grocery stores, laundromats, car lots, different things. There's nothing wrong with it. Own and real estate, renting out apartments. And, and I understand the benevolence of it all. But benevolence against income and revenue is three different things. 
So we got benevolence, but benevolence can't be given if there's no income and revenue. So mm. I believe the church needs to expand their mindsets. And I truly, that, that I believe that's what hangs us up is our mindsets. Uh, because the Bible mm -hmm. says we have the mind of Christ, but we don't have the mind of Christ unless the Bible says faith coming by hearing and by hearing the word of God. So when the word of God is in me, I then have uh, I have the ability to get well. He gives us wisdom to get well. How? The word of God. The church has to be able to take off the limits, uh, cap, uh, quit putting the cap on the oil and take the cap off the oil so it can overflow. Mm -hmm. And doing that with not just seven ventures, but even eight. Because you don't know what's going to come up in the land. Right well, now in the pandemic, the church should own several buildings. The church should own several properties. The church should have opened up some type of little corner store. You know, and, and those kind of things. You know, I heard a pastor say, and I'm not going to mention his name. But he said, I'm going to open up a cannabis store and I'm going to sell it to those who need it in the medical. And everybody tabooed him like he had said something out of his mind. Yeah. They had sure like totally out of, when they know they was thinking the same thing and just didn't want to say it. Yeah, it, it, it seems a little extreme. But I personally, and I'll say this, believe in the medical industry of, of the can of what the cannabis in the medical is doing. Leukemia, uh, you know, all those cancer. Yeah patients all the pain that they're going through i believe in it i believe it's there for a reason now do i believe that man is capitalized off of it yes but what devil won't if you let it mm. we are the body of christ we shouldn't be letting no devil walk up and take nothing from us we mm -hmm. should be from him so we have to think bigger the church has to think bigger they have to come out of the box god ain't doing it the way he used to do it he is the same God today, yesterday, and forevermore. But he's not doing the same thing. I'm doing a new thing, and I announce it to you. Do you not receive it? Do you not perceive it? I need seven to eight incomes. I need that going on in my church. So I got to ask the question then. So going into the business, is should the church be listed as a nonprofit or a corporation or in court or LLC? Because with having seven different incomes, you would think um, the whole part of licensing and, and having establishment of business because everybody that goes as a nonprofit, they, um, how can I say, they're very limited because it's not for profit. So should it be a, the church be under as a DBA? Should it be as uh, there's an S Corp that's over? I believe that seven, seven to eight streams of income should have a different outlets when it comes to business. So the church should always have the 990. And I'm saying 990, that's a tax return. Well, they don't really have to file a tax return if they don't want to. But you can have a charity as well. So the church has their church, their nonprofit. But they also can have a charity also as a nonprofit. They can also have a, a, a C, a C Corp. Not just an S Corp. An S Corp is more personal side when they should have the C Corp, which is more business side. The C Corp gives them the profit uh, system, the profit level of making money. The charity gives them the level of not just taking in, but also putting out. Mm. So the charity has no limits. The church has the limits. The 5013C for the church has the limits. The charity doesn't. 
So there should be streams of organizations that follow those incomes. So you telling me my LLC ain't gonna be able to get me seven streams of income? I can't just have like a little LLC and that, that's not what she said, Pastor. Not- Prophetess Marina said you need to start off at the church as a 501c3, I'm which playing. is charitable, and then have other branches and go into the I'm seaport. I come to your church and I'm gonna go like this. Prophetess Marina said you need to have several in- strings. What you got going over here and Kool-Aid cups is not. It's not what she meant. First she of all, it's called it was a it, honestly because I I was actually stuck with that question like a, a few months ago because I was like, do I open up a nonprofit or do I do a LLC? Being that I I knew the direction that God had me going into, which would cause me to do things that also encountered uh, profit, and so I chose not to do the nonprofit and did the LLC instead. But I said, I do believe that next year I will open up the nonprofit as well. So I'm telling you right now, there are three things you need in business. And they are the most important vital parts of your, of your systematic business. Uh, when it comes to your organization, one is a nonprofit. You need it. Women are getting over uh, uh, minority women. Money is being put out. Four billion was put out by the federal government not long ago. My God. You need an S Corp or you need an LLC. Not a doing business as. An S Corp or an LLC. If you do have a do, doing business as, keep it and run it under the shelter of your S Corp. Mm. So the S Corp owns it. You need a trust. Protect your money from the IRA, the ARA and the Essera, protect it, get you a trust. And you can have an irrevocable or you can have a revocable. Irrevocable is it can't be changed. That means it can't be contested. A revocable can be contested. So know who's in your family, who gonna contest your money, who gonna try to come after and take it from your kids or who you're leaving it to. Very important to consider those three things um, because those three things are going to keep you out of debt. They're going to eat up tax uh, 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 tax uh, that is owed or taxes that are there. Let's say you file your LLC. Your LLC comes off with $45,000 that it was left in. Guess who got to take that, that $45,000? You do because mm. you're the owner of the LLC. But if you take that $45,000 and you put it under the shelter and put it into the bank of a nonprofit organization. You just wiped out $45,000 of no taxes. Oh, she taught that thing right there. I need you to come teach my business class. Having that, having said that, that $45,000, but Marina, Marina, I need to make money. Yeah. Make your business pay you. That means have your business set up with ADP, whatever payroll system you have, pay you a paycheck. And paying that paycheck, you're always going to have a W-2, which means you're going to have buying power. Mm. Buying power will give you what you need. Will buy you the real estate you need, the car, whatever it is, the fleet, the business. Keep your buying power in your pocket. But make your business be the face of everything. You know, the one thing I've learned is I can't change my name. That is my name. But my business, I can change any day. Mm. 
Man. Y'all better get it for y'all better clap. Now you know that was some good information. I see you probably teach. You was writing faster than I was writing. Good. Because she, okay. first of all, she can't get no more. Okay, because she get short hand like mud. Like. You want more? You got to go, class. Go, better the cousin. She's like, I got it right here, baby, and I wrote a couple of notes down to. I, I knew it. I <laughs> it. And I, I wrote a couple of notes. I, I knew. I know. I know. Cause oh, prophetess, that's just. Just let me tell you something. You know you sharp. Now you know you sharp. Look, she went from the anointing and took the anointing from over here and put it right through the business and boom. And that, that what you just did, that's how you light in the marketplace right there. <laughs> the truth shall set you free. You just set a couple of us free on the line and listening in tonight. Thank you for setting us free. See, yeah, because I was here for like, man, I did the wrong thing. I should have did the number because I've been applying for grants after grants after grants. And I'm like, the money in the nonprofits. In the nonprofits. So, she like, said $4 billion. That's what got me. I said there. I said four uh, billion was given to women minorities. And women, and women is and, just a minority. You can be a woman and that's a minority. Is that not like, even women, 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 women of color, right? women of of you know Hispanic or Asian? You just a woman. Mm-hmm. And they, they got four billion dollar dollar four billion dollars just sitting there. Wow. Wow. You know what? That I that goes like, to fact. Like, I, I did I did it the wrong way first. So, like women, minority. Um, and veteran. So one thing I, I, someone told me this a long time ago in school and she said there was this lady who donated a million dollars to a scholarship every year and nobody ever applied to it. And Mm -hmm. so every year it just got a million, a million, a million, a million. And it just kept building up because it came from her trust. And that's what she wanted to do is give to other people but guess the problem was nobody would apply nobody yep and i think that's one thing the the lack of knowing what can we apply for how can we apply for it, and going forth in business or ministry or whatever you're putting forth knowing the way in the right way of doing it they're not teaching you this in school they're not teaching a lot of this financial business in a lot of places so you have to be able to Abrest yourself with this information. So I hope somebody took this. Y'all ain't getting no more out of Prophet Marina. I ain't letting y'all y'all get my get my auntie like this because she didn't get y'all her whole a whole little segment of her class. <laughs> and and that was just a little bit. She got a lot more to come into it because I know there's some pastors like, man, how can I get this seven to eight streams? I know some people out there that's like, I got a nonprofit, but how can I get the the for profit? Hit up. And what's prophet. so cold about it is it was effortless. That's it. Just was natural. She was like, "Hey," she said. She said, "It's in you. Mm. It has to be in you." That means it's there's some money already in your house. Oh my lord! That was a, that that was that was deep. That was a, a confirmation for me. Mm-hmm. So, prophetess, go ahead and uh, and as we close out, man, that's crazy. I wanted to go longer, but because I could ask you so many more questions, but we it's late. And semi already half sleep anyway. So um I was just gonna say, hey, listen, this medicine does say bow. I'm like <laughs> <laughs> I, I had about five more questions in my belly, but I did take some sinus medicine before we got on. Amen. I, I, I remember though. 
<laughs> we can go to www.finances.com. Um, and then we could look up uh, Marina Summers, but she is on the Facebook and we can go um, and patronize the services that she has. And she's already shown us, not that we didn't know, but she's shown, demonstrated that she's excellent and called to what she does. So I didn't wrote the information down. So hey, invest in yourself and go to her website. Yeah. Yeah, we need to get that information one more time for the people in the back. Go ahead, do it again. <laughs> she said you need to get that information one more time. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to put it in here so you all will have it. But um, listen, we are coming into a time of the transfer of the wealth. Um, and if, if you're not ready, um, you are definitely going to miss out. Um mm. You have to be ready for the transfer of the wealth. And I think that uh, God is, we're, we have not been waiting on God. He has been waiting on us. Mm -hmm. um, and I mean, literally he has. So I've got my financing right up there by my name. I put the website right up there. You can go to www.finanance, where you see Prophets Marina, where my name is, you'll see the website as well. But um I am going to be um, really diving in uh, and, and, and Pastor Jay, thank you for the opportunity here tonight, but thank you for the opportunity as well to be able to teach wealth concepts. Um, the, the name of our show is going to be profit because I'm a prophet and sharing. And that sharing is a dollar sign <laughs> with sharing. Uh, and we're going to be talking about um, a lot more of uh, values, priorities, strategy, wealth literacy, and faith in finances. Um, and you're going to have to find out, we'll find out how our financial makeover is helping thousands and making wealth real without the hype. And so that's basically what it is. There's, you don't have to have a hype to walk into wealth. Financial stewardship is on the kingdom. Mm. And so it comes with, it's on the kingdom. And what I, it literally is on the kingdom. The kingdom is the one that has the money. You just have to walk in the kingdom accordingly as a good steward and you will receive it. it it's, it's really not that hard. It, it comes quite easy. Um, but it's, it's, it's God trusting you. It's God mm. being able to trust you. You know, and there's some values and some priorities that have to take place. And we all know that God is, is, is calling us into a place of giving. Giving is what will do it. You have to be a giver. So even with anointed radio, if you have not ever given to this radio station, you need to. You just picked up mm. some nuggets that you would have to pay thousands of dollars for. Mm. Got it for free. Giving is what's going to press the devil out of position. Mm. Giving is what does that. You give, press down, shaking together, and man shall give what? Unto your bosom. Press down. Who are you pressing the enemy out? Have you ever seen an olive been pressed? You ever seen a press and presses an olive? There's five sets of oils. The first oil is the most potent. Potent. That's the first oil. It's the, that's the one you want to keep back in Orobokoshataya. That's the one you want to keep to yourself. That's the precious one. That's the one you want to give to Jesus. You want to lay before him in the alabaster box. That was the oil she gave. The second one 
is the oil where you actually can, uh, they make with clothing. That's that oil. The third one is food. And the fourth one is, is, is where you can put it on your, on your, on your bodies and different things. The fifth one is just domestic. Five is the number of grace. I say we can't lose with oil. But when you're pressing down something, you're squeezing it out. And the body of Christ, the kingdom, kingdom-minded people on this, on this, on this radio tonight, and that'll hear this. It's time to press. We've got to press the enemy. We got to take back what belongs to us. Amen. We got to press him so hard that he's hmm. stressed. Because it's not for it's not for him to keep. And so if you've never given, you need to give. I beseech you, my brothers and sisters, to give to Anointed Radio tonight. It doesn't matter what you give, just give it. Giving is the first key to prosperity. That's the first key. I tell you, when I get myself in a crunch, I'm going to give. I just gave some this week and say, God, I need this by Friday. And I'm going to give it to get it. I'm going to give. I'm going to give a seed to watch this thing begin to come to full fruition. I'm believing that my seed my faith, see, will begin to create and manifest what I need because the Bible says so. So we've got to start living Bible, living the word, and we've got to start pressing the enemy where we stress him. He's already stressed enough. We have the power and the anointing. We have all the power, all the authority that nothing shall by any means hurt us. We can travel on snakes and scorpions and nothing can hurt us. That's the power we roll in. So we need to be rolling in that power on 24-7, 365 days of the year and mm. not scared. And if you've not given, you need to give tonight to this radio station. You've picked up nuggets. You've picked up so many different things. We're going to be teaching. I'm going to be teaching the wealth classes on this, on Anointed Radio. I'm excited about it. Um, it's going to be powerful. Um, you're going to get many nuggets. But I'm going to be asking you to give. That's, that's your first step. Is Providence Marina is going to teach you to give. Mm. I am giver. I will give. I, we get you. No, I'm not talking about no 10%. I'm talking about beyond that. Because God will do more than you can ask, think, or even imagine. That's a that's a beyond and above. And that's the mindsets we need to have. Beyond and above. So um, I want to just tell you, uh, Providence J, thank you for the for just the, you know, the 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 opportunity to be on here, but the opportunity to be able to teach the body of Christ and those, and if you're not in the body of Christ, the principles of wealth, the principles of what giving and what it looks like in prosperity in the kingdom. And so uh, I just appreciate you. I thank you so much. Uh, I appreciate everyone on here. I thank you for meeting you, uh, uh, every last one of you. Uh, I, I thank God for all of you. It's such a blessing uh, to be here. I am. Uh, I was telling my niece about it. She's in business and she was like, oh, my God, I am Marina. This is going to be awesome. I said, I've never gotten to teach, you know, no further than just I've been in classes corporate. I teach corporately all over the world and decided that it's not what I want to do. God. I mean, wow. thank you for the opportunity, but I want to teach the kingdom. Mm. I want to I want to I don't just want to go to the marketplace. I want to teach the marketplace right here. I want to teach them the principles that you've taught me, you know, and that's caused my husband and myself to be where we are today. 
Uh, we own several businesses. I am, um, I, I think I sent you the flyer. I am a nominee of, uh, of the President Biden uh, 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 Achievement Award. I will be receiving that December the 3rd, or I'm sorry, December the 10th of this year in Houston, Texas. I'm really excited about it. It's a gala award. Um, I was, 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 I was hunted down and found uh, because of all the businesses and all the achievements that we've made. I, I, I couldn't have did that without the man by my side. I am married 18 years, long, happy, and will keep moving. So um, I have 10 grandchildren, four great-grandchildren, and I have five children. I now live in Tulsa, Oklahoma. I just recently moved here. I own several, uh, some properties in Kansas as well, and we have probably about five or, I would say about seven businesses now that we're operating in, and now we just opened up eight. I am now a licensed adjuster in the insurance industry. Um, so I don't want to just see the property. I want to see the property. I want to know when you're going to sell it. God, it's good. You're put it on the market. Mm -hmm. When you're going to get rid of it and when you're going to salvage it. I want to know mm -hmm. it all. So mm -hmm. I, 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 I push myself to educate myself. Education is important. Uh, it's important for us. Uh, I do have a BA. I'm not, I'm an educated woman as well. But at the same time, without the kingdom mindset and without the education of Jesus and of the kingdom, I, we wouldn't, I wouldn't be where I am today. So I, I thank you and I appreciate you. And I just want um, all of you, I hope you all are able to join me as I'm having these classes and going forth and teaching that kingdom wealth. It's going to be awesome. So. Amen. And Amen. get out of my, my own mouth. Um, we thank you for coming on. You've been a blessing ever since I met you on the round table. Shout out to uh, Prophet Brandon Van Horn, who had us on the round table. And I got to meet the wonderful pro prophetess Marina Summers. She's been awesome. And she's great to talk to. Like, she's dope. So if you ever have any type of like something like business mind, she'll break down to you real quick. And she'll be like, you didn't know that? And I'm like, no. I did. <laughs> but she's an awesome person to know too. So definitely make sure you connect with her. We thank you at, a, at a, from the bottom of our heart at Anointed Radio here in Las Vegas to appreciate you coming on tonight, spending time with us, speaking with us, because you gave us the most valuable thing in the world. And that's time. And that was your time. So we appreciate you coming on. And we are a big supporter. If you guys didn't know, she already kind of told you. I was going to say it at the end, but she already kind of said it. She will be teaching classes here on Anointed Radio onto our platform. And and she'll be teaching about finances because one thing that, like I was telling her, I believe that we need to be able to help the body of Christ in our finances. And once we could get it together, man, just imagine how amazing we could really be able to accomplish things and, and not just be getting by or surviving. So we thank you on to it. And, and everybody, make sure you stay tuned. Make sure you share, like, subscribe. Make sure that you follow us because we got some great things coming up. Make sure you go follow the woman of God, Prophetess Marina Summers, everybody. And I want y'all to know, it don't got to stop. It can't stop. Won't stop. Don't even got to stop. You know why? Because you could go follow us on the podcast platform. We're on all podcast platforms, but title. Don't know why. But that's how it is. So make sure you go and follow us on the podcast platform and be able to listen to this show, all almost 400 other shows where you're going to learn something. You go be in the car and you and you in there listening to music that you don't like anymore. 
just go ahead and go to the podcast platform, Spotify, Pandora, Title. Oh, not Title, but hey, maybe one day. And you could be able to follow us and see all of our episodes and including this one. So with that being said, much love, sure y'all. Make sure you give everybody. Give, 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 give. You got your you got it right down at the bottom right there. Give, give, give. Don't be getting off this platform and don't give. Don't get off this radio and you ain't getting nothing. Y'all better give. <laughs> Why she sound like my auntie that about the whoops on? Don't you get off? She do. She you like, I had to write it down. <laughs> give. She's not playing. She is oh, not playing with us. <laughs> He said, y'all want that blessing, right? Well, y'all better started. give. I love it. I love it. Give. And I, I want to say something before I leave, uh, Pastor Jay. Um, about two weeks ago, uh, God spoke to me concerning you. Uh, and I, I wanted to just give this to you. And I'm going to let everybody know, uh, Pastor Jay, that I have been prophesying since I've met you that your radio station, we one of the biggest radio stations in the nation. I received And that. one day I was walking out to my car and God repeated it. You remember you said his radio station, we one of the biggest radio stations in the nation. And he told me to tell you not too long from now. Mm. Not too long from now. I received that, that day is coming. It's up on you. Somebody is listening that you think is not listening. Mm. Somebody's paying attention. And they're listening. And God is allowing you to bring things in to enrich the body of Christ. But not just the body of Christ, even in the marketplace. Not just all those that are listening to you are not. They don't all know Jesus. And that's okay. That's okay because that's what we're here for. But God is going to use you. And he said, not too long from now. And he reminded me, I was getting in the car. And he said, remember what you said? I said, yeah, the biggest station in the nation. One of the largest stations. And I kept saying that and saying that. And I don't know why it just came out of my mouth every time I would talk about you. But God said, not too far, not too long from now. It is already upon you. It's at the door. You just start saying it out of your mouth. I mm -hmm. am the largest station in the nation. Amen. And you watch God open doors that no man can shut. And what I saw in the supernatural were double doors. It won't just be one at a time, but it'll be double for the trouble. Mm. So that's the word of the Lord. Amen. I received that. And Amen. man, that's if it's it, man, you got me, and many people don't get Kevin me. Kevin said, I told you. Because <laughs> my, my, that's my uncle. Okay. <laughs> That's confirmation. Man, that's that's amazing. Praise God. Hey, man, make sure you guys follow us. I, I, I got to get Marvette to bed. I, she, she most sleepier than me. Amen. So with that being said, make sure you follow us. We'll see y'all next week. Much love and peace.